Before we get to episode number 17, we would just like to say that this episode was recorded before the sad news about Brian Boyle was released. We wish Brian the best of luck and our thoughts and prayers will be with him and his family during this difficult time. Thank you. What's up, hockey and sports fans? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop Up Puck Podcast, the latest news and information around the NHL with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. Welcome, everyone, to the Drop the Puck Podcast, episode number 17. We are here, episode number 17. Pedro, we have been doing this for 17 weeks. Can you believe it? Crazy, isn't it? It is crazy. We have a special guest today. We are breaking down the Metropolitan Division, our little preview. Uh, So we have our man, Travis Jackson. He is the host of the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast. Travis, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. No, thank you. Thank you. We uh, look forward to having you on. Uh, I think you built it up more than we have, and we're, you know, you're getting our juices flowing over here. Well, as I've said earlier, us podcast guys have to support each other. You know, that's you that critical. Right. You got that right. And I, I really like what you guys have been doing. I was listening to uh, some of your previous episodes this summer when I was on the beach on vacation. I DM'd Pedro and said, you know, I'd, I definitely would love to come on and, you know, help you guys out in any way that I can. So yeah. here well, I am. We appreciate it. Um, well, I'm kind of jealous you went on vacation. I didn't get any vacation time this summer. But um, hmm. so let's uh, get right into it and let's drop the puck. All right. So let's start off with Boston. What the hell are they doing still? I, Pasta is about to just stay over, you know, over yonder, and if he's he's not coming back without a deal. So, Pedro, we we touched up on this, I believe, last episode when we were breaking down the Atlantic. I, I they can't do this again. They cannot pull a Sagan. They cannot pull a Dougie Hamilton. They cannot pull a Kessel. They can't do it, right? I, Pedro. Yeah, and uh, they they finally got it done, and it's a six year deal. Six year deal. Uh, 6.6 AAV, and uh, yeah, it's a good deal for Boston. I, I honestly thought it was going to be a bridge deal just to get him into camp, and luckily for them, they got him signed for, a, I think, a good price. It's I a honestly, scary number. I don't like 666. I honestly, I honestly thought he would get more. <laughs> I thought he would be at six. I thought he'd be at seven. Trav? I, I would agree. Uh, it is a good deal, especially when you consider that Pasternak's 70 points this past season was second only to Brad Marchand's 85 points uh, on the team. And uh, in my opinion, uh, Pasternak was the biggest restricted free agent that uh, remained to be signed um, other than, let's say, Leon Dreisaitl. So it was definitely a good move on the Bruins' parts. I think Don Sweeney listened to Drop the Puck podcast because um, – <laughs> I know you guys touched on uh, touched on you know what they need to do. I have a coworker that's a big Bruin fan, and last week I saw her and I said, you know, what's going on with your team? And uh, she just kind of shook her head. So um, I, I don't I don't know um, if they're going to make the playoffs. The Bruins, uh, I kind of have them. I know we're not really talking so much about the Atlantic, but I have them kind of fourth on my list in the Atlantic Division. So I'm not sure. I think they'll be in the mix. But I'm yeah. not sure if they're going to be able to pull it off. Yeah, I believe that's where we had them pretty much around. They, we had them on the fringe of you know wild card spot. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm thankful that they. Well, I'm not thankful because they're in the Eastern Conference, but just glad for Boston fans in general that they didn't pull another you know Dougie Hamilton, Tyler Sagan kind of ordeal. Although, like I said, that uh, six 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 contracts each year kind of scares me. But that's just me. Um, Pedro? 
yeah. Well, I, the, the other... Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, guys. No, the other thing about Pasternak, of course, is he's only 21 years old. So, you know, the... Uh, you know, six years. You know, later on down the road, we'll have to see what kind of numbers he puts up. But I, I kind of, I like the deal. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I honestly thought he would get more. I really thought he would get in that seven million range. I, even though it's four hundred thousand dollars away, but um, I, I still thought he would get a seven million dollar deal. Now, and did you guys possibly see? Oh, sorry, did you do? Did you guys think he could have possibly ended up with you know a, a partial no movement clause? A, did you see that possibly happening to lower the price at all? He he didn't get one, so he can you know get shipped. Anywhere. I mean, I know that he he was. Yeah, he was recently rumored, though, from what I heard, to be on the trading block. You know, because of some of the, you know, the the difference between the asking price from Pasternak and from the Bruins camp. But um, yeah, I'm I'm looking right now to see if I can get the particulars of the deal. I'm not sure if he has a no trade. I, I I'm not a fan of these no trade, no movement clauses, especially uh, as you can see how it affects one of the teams we're going to break down later today. That being the New York Rangers. Yeah, so. you, know, you got that right. Yeah. No, yeah, he doesn't have – there's no clause in his deal. It's just, you know, straight up hmm. uh, six-year deal. Yeah, he, he definitely compared himself to Leon Dreisaitl. I think that was the deal that the Bruins were waiting for and Pasternak was waiting for to get done to see what his deal would possibly be. And honestly, I think it's a great deal for the Boston Bruins organization. I mean, getting this guy less than $7 million to me is just unreal. And he's going to be good for Boston. I expect to put up more than 70 points. I expect an 80-point season from this guy behind um, – you know, Patrice Bergeron and um, Brad Marchand. So I expect big things from the Bruins. Um, I think Charlie McAvoy will probably win the Calder Trophy. Um, I think he's that good. Um, but, you know, Pasternak, great deal for the Bruins all around. I still don't think they make the playoffs, but good deal for them. Good deal. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. We have another signing, Brian Little. He uh, re-upped with the Winnipeg Jets. Another, I think, solid move. Uh, he got a, um, a modified no-trade clause. Uh, Pedro, do you want to break down the uh, contract? I believe it's, what, six years? I think it's a six-year deal, $5.2 million cap hit. 29 years of age. Um, good veteran presence on the team. Um, I ex again, I expect a lot from Brian Little. Um, you know, when you have a guy like Mark, uh, Mark Shifley, who's, I, I think he's top 10 centerman in the league right now. I think that kid is that good. And I think he has potential to be top five in the league in center. And, uh, you know, having a guy like Brian Lowe who could probably play the right wing with Mark Shifley down the, down the middle. Um, I expect big things from Brian Little, and I expect big things from the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, he's been averaging, you know, I would say around 22, 23 goals a season. Uh, last season he had 21, uh, but 26 assists. So, yeah, he, he chips in when needed. Uh, Travis, what do you think about the deal? Oh, I think it's a good deal. Uh, you know, again, you mentioned 29-year-old Edmonton native. He was originally drafted by the then Atlanta Thrashers, 12th overall in 2006. He, he's a key component to that team. Uh, overall, just looking at some stats, 184 goals, 248 assists during his 10 seasons in the NHL. You know, so again... Um, I, I was excited when they uh, said Edmonton was, excuse me, when they said Winnipeg was getting a team back. Um, I know the fans certainly embrace them, but you know the question is how how long are they going to wait for some postseason success? So you definitely need to have a guy like Little locked up for the long term. Interestingly enough, his new contract 
uh, is really only about a six hundred thousand dollar raise. Um, it actually doesn't the extension doesn't kick in until 2018, 2019. But uh, like I said, it's definitely a good move. I think uh, uh, dare I say Kevin Shevel Dayoff was also listening to Drop the Puck podcast as well. So. <laughs> uh, we can only hope. We yeah. can only hope. And I, I think Winnipeg's a great team. I I'm a big fan of the Winnipeg Jets coming on coming into the season. I mean. I, I love their defensive core. Um, I love their forwards. Mark Shifley, to me, is one of my favorite players in the league. He's that good. Yeah, Shifley is a stud. You, you, you're, you're very high on him, Pedro. I am. And I think it's rightfully so, though. You know, a 24-year-old stud. Yeah. Um, so, Winnipeg, props to you. Way to keep uh, Brian Little around for a few more years. Um, let's um, go on to the... Main events. Get to the fun part. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah let's get on to the fun part. Um, but before the fun part, hey Pedro. Yes. Um, do you like uh, gambling? Do you you know do you do you dabble in a little gambling? I love to gamble. Are you kidding me? Of course. Uh, Trav, you like to gamble, right? I do. Yeah. Well, this podcast. I'm actually, I'm... Continue. No, I actually I'm going up to Foxwoods next weekend. So yeah, I definitely like to dabble a little bit. There you go. Well, uh, this podcast is brought to you by the by Bet with Confidence. Are you looking for some insight on gambling this year? These guys have done a great uh, have done great in the college football and NFL. Up 75 plus units over the past three seasons. Then NBA and college basketball startup. Uh, they are plus 130 units over the last three seasons as well. They are currently running a five-month promotion right now. You want to show some appreciation? You want to get in on the action? Sign up at www.betwith.co slash jstar. I repeat, slash jstar with two R's. Sign up at that link. Have a little fun. And, hey, there you go. But uh, let's get into the next, uh, the last topic, the main event. And, yeah, let's get into it. Now, here it is. This is it. This is the last of the uh, divisional previews. So we had the Atlantic, the uh, we're going to get into the Metro. We had the Central, we had the Pacific. Uh, me and Pedro got into a little tussle on, what was it, the uh, Central Division. The Central Division, we got into it a little bit. We uh, you know, almost had to drop the gloves instead of drop the puck. Um, but now we, we, we kind of agreed with the Pacific, I think, yes. right? And then the Atlantic, we had you know one or two teams jumbled up there. But um, – all the listeners, well, well, go. I want to ask Travis this question oh, okay. because I want to get his insight. Yeah. Um, I had, sure. for the Central, I had Dallas winning the Central. Do you think that's a possibility? Because I got crap for it. Yeah, I could actually see Dallas. Um, Dallas is probably one of the most improved teams in the West. So I definitely see, I, I see that as a possibility. Who do you see winning the Central? I mean, it's going to tie it. Some of this kind of ties into what I want to talk about tonight with, uh, with Pittsburgh and it, it, you know, you go back to the whole Stanley cup hangover. Um, who do I think is going to win the central? Remind me, Justin, who did you, who did you want in the central? Where were you, where were you guys disagreeing? I was top two. I was Nashville and Chicago. Hmm. And Pedro was Dallas. I had Dallas and then um, Nashville, Nashville. Yep. and then Chicago. Yep. Yeah, so he had he had yeah, Chicago she- coming in third. Yeah, see Chicago again. They've you know they have three Stanley Cups under their belt, 
but they seem to, you know, every year have to trade away important pieces. And it's interesting. This year it looks like they're doing the reunion tour because they're bringing back uh, Brandon Saad and they're bringing back uh, Patrick Sharp. Hmm. You know what? I, I and And, you know, again, I think the X factor, you know, Ken Hitchcock coming back to Dallas. I think I'm going to give it to Dallas. Let's say Dallas won Nashville. Let's say Dallas won Nashville two, Chicago three. All right. Well, all right. Agree with me. Oh, I have another question, by the way, because that's I'm already one for one one on my interviews. Is Dan Girardi worth three million (laughs) dollars? You know, when I saw that deal um, come through, my first instinct was. You know, couldn't Jeff Gordon have orchestrated a trade possibly instead of a buyout? Um, yeah, I think Steve, I don't know, you know, where Stevie Y got his intel on Dan Girardi. Um, yeah, I think they overpaid. Thank they definitely you. overpaid for him. Yeah. You know, not as much, not not as much as Montreal overpaid for Carl Alsner, but uh, that is true. But, uh, All right, but so yeah, you- listen. If you look, if you look at my Twitter page, you'll see me with my arm around Dan Girardi. Yep. Um, he was, you know, certainly laid it all out on the line for us. You know, as Ranger fans, I had a chance to thank him that that day we met. He could not have been more humble, more gracious. So, you know, I wish him the best of luck. But no, I don't think he's worth that money. There you go. All right. So you got you. We went one for one with Travis. All right. So. Let's, uh, let's get into the Metropolitan Division. Let's uh, start breaking them down. What we do here is we go alphabetical order. So we are going to start uh, start at the t- – I almost got like a Boston accent there. Start. Uh, I'm going to start at the top, and we're going to start with the Carolina Hurricanes, um, one of my sneakier teams in the Metropolitan Division. Um, hey, they, they, they brought in Justin Williams, um, you know, the, what, what do they call him? Game seven, Mr. Game Mr. Seven. Game Seven. Yeah, his heroics. Um, yeah, so uh, they, I love Sebastian Aho. I loved him coming out of the draft. Uh, I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. Uh, and they they brought in Scott Darling to you know finally Cam Ward really took a hit over the past few years and he really slowed down. You know, I think ever since the the cup. Uh, ever since they won the cup. So Scott Darling, I think, is going to be a great starting goaltender for the Carolina Hurricanes. And I could, and they brought in Trevor Van Riemsdyk. I can definitely see them sneakily being a playoff team this year. Uh, Pedro, let's start off with you. Yeah, um, I love Carolina. Um, I think this team will be in the playoffs. I think they'll be the second wildcard team. Um I love Jacob Slavin. I think that was a great signing by Carolina to get him locked up long term at five point three million. Um, he's a great young, speedy defenseman. Uh, obviously, we expect a lot from Justin Falk. Um, a lot of rumors with him this off season, but he will be he'll most likely be staying in Carolina. Twenty five years of age, a U.S. Olympian. I mean, I this guy has a rocket on the power play. Um, Noah Hannafin. Noah Hannafin, obviously you mentioned uh, TVR, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. And up front, you know, the veteran presence of Jordan Stahl, who is only 29 years of age. I feel like he's like 40 because um, he's been in the league for so long. <laughs> but, you know, obviously one of the Stahl brothers, I think he's he still has a lot to play. Jeff Skinner obviously had a better season this season. Um, I expect him to score at least 30. Um, Justin, 
Justin Williams, like you said, brings that veteran presence, 35 years of age, shot into a two-year 4.5 ABV. I think that's a little much, though, for Justin Williams. I... 4.5 for th- – yeah, I know he brings that veteran presence and whatnot, and it's a little reunion tour for Justin Williams, but at that point, why doesn't Justin Williams you know, take a little coming-home discount? 4.5, that's, that's a hefty cost. I'll let Travis comment on that one. I don't think I, – I don't think anybody in Carolina is going to complain when Justin Williams scores the game-winning goal in Game Seven in double overtime. So I would have to agree. Uh, you know what's there not to like about Carolina? I agree with both of you. I see them as being a potential wild card, definitely a dark horse in the Eastern Conference. Um, you mentioned already some of the notable acquisitions again. Scott Darling, uh, Marcus Kruger also came on uh, came on board. Yep. Uh, and you mentioned Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Justin Williams. There is another notable acquisition that I just learned about the other day, and that being goaltending coach Mike Bales, uh, formerly of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mike Bales spent the last four years uh, with Mark Andre Fleury and Matt Murray, so now he's bringing his uh, vision and his talents uh, to Carolina, and I think that's just going to bode well for. Uh, Scott Darling, uh, as well as Cam Ward. Uh, Another defenseman that I like, particularly because he's from my neck of the woods here in the Hudson Valley, is defenseman Brett Pesci. So, Yeah, I like Pesci Pesci as well. I think he's a great young D-man. For Scott Darling, do you see him playing? Let's let's compare him to Cam Talbot of of last season. Playing almost, Hmm. he played 70-plus games. Do you expect Scott Darling to play, let's say, 65-plus? I'll start off. I don't think so. Yes, Cam Ward has slowed down, but he's still Cam Ward, and he, I, he won them a cup. And I don't know if it's going to be, you know, just out of that sheer and, you know, just I, – I don't see Scott Darling coming in and just taking over that many games, especially over Cam Ward. Um I definitely see Scott Darling playing more, but I don't see it being like a 60 to 65. Trav? I almost see it as a similar a similar situation. If you guys remember when Lundqvist went down, what was it, in 2015, and Cam Talbot kind of put the team on his back yeah. and got us to the President's Trophy. So I almost see a situation like that happening where, you know, Ward is the incumbent. Um, he'll get the majority of the starts, but if he struggles – you know, heaven forbid he gets injured, you have, you know, more than a durable uh, backup there in Scott Darling who can um, shoulder the load. You know, he has a very interesting backstory. I don't know if you guys subscribe to the Players' Tribune or not, but he wrote a very heartfelt um, letter to the fans of Chicago. And and if you read his uh, read his backstory, I mean – He's bounced around every hockey league you can imagine in the in the country. And at one point, you know, he was drinking every day. He had a real difficulty, uh, difficult problem with alcohol. And, uh, you know, at one point he was debating whether or not he would even continue to play. So, um, you know, the fact that this guy is in the league after everything he endured, you know, that's really a feel good story for me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I had no idea. Yeah. Pedro, did you know? Yeah. I did. I, I read it on the Player Tribune. I saw it on Twitter, and uh, I took a look at it. And I, I think it's just a great story. And, uh, you know, like like Travis said, you know, a guy who bounced around and struggled with alcohol problems. And the fact that now he's a number one starter in the league, 
And uh, I mean, this 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 guy has potential. He's 28, and he's in his prime of his career, and he proved himself in Chicago to be that he could be a starter, similar mm-hmm. to Auntie Ranta did with the Rangers. Now he's in Arizona being a starter, mm-hmm. and I honestly believe he's he's going to do extremely well, and I believe he's going to lead this team into the playoffs. Yeah, so now what we do here is we decide if we think the team improved and, or did, or just stayed the same or, you know, um, digressed. And this team absolutely improved in my book. Uh, Pedro? I agree. I, I, I love this team. I really believe this team will be a playoff team, and they improved 110%. Trav? No I'm in agreement with both of you. Again, arguably the most improved team in the East. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Uh We'll get into the standings later, our predictions later, but I wouldn't be surprised if any of us, you know, didn't have them potentially making a wild card spot. Yep. Um, let's move on to the Columbus Blue Jackets, another team that keeps bolstering. Um, the notable, uh, you know, acquisition is the bread man, Artemi Panarin. Uh, I mean, right there. he <laughs> He's a freaking stud. Um, then, you know, I'm just trying to go down their list. They still have, they still have their big, their big guns. They still have Sergei Bavrovsky in net. They still have Seth Jones. They still have Jack Johnson. They still have, um, they have Zachary Wierenski. Uh, I'm just still trying to go through here. Uh, Pedro, if you want they, to continue. They've got Alexander Wenberg. They've got Cam Atkinson. Um, you know, Boone Jenner. Captain. Yep, Felino is their captain, lunch pail guy. Dare I say, a real you know torts kind of player. Um, Jack Johnson certainly on the back end, um, but I think it starts and ends certainly with uh, Sergey Bobrovsky. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I was I was gonna ask like, I, I I like the team, but I'm sorry if if Sergey Bobrovsky is not healthy, this team is not good. I I. Well, I, I feel like you can – I don't know. I feel like you can go a stretch, you know, without your starting goaltender if he's injured or whatnot and still, you know, have a good team. But to me, with with Columbus, it's – I remember Sergei Bobrovsky was healthy. They made the playoffs. They brought Pittsburgh to six games. And then he was healthy. And then he dropped off – he got hurt, dropped off the face of the earth. Columbus didn't make the playoffs. And then he's extremely healthy and they're second in the Metro. I mean, if he has to stay healthy for this team to be good. So you're saying Corpusallo can't pull a Ranta? No. And, you know, help the team. But then what happens if Lundqvist goes down this year? Do you think Andre Pavlik can carry that load? Listen, Pavlik is the man, all right? <laughs> okay. All right. Keep the uh, Ranger... Uh, Pavlik? Keep listen, the Ranger veter- uh, ben, vest off, all ben, right? Benoit Lair is a god when it comes to goaltending. And I expect... It, we'll get to the Rangers. I don't want to talk yeah, about the Rangers yeah. right now. But, uh, no, I, I mean, I think Sergei Bobrovsky is the backbone of the team like Lundqvist is to the Rangers. I think he's the backbone of the team. And if he's hurt and out for majority of the season or he's struggling, which he is known to do sometimes, I don't think this team is as, as strong as they would be. Travis? I definitely agree. Um, you know, I think the... You know, we had that uh, 16-game win streak last year, Mm -hmm. which earned uh, Tortorella, Jack Adams, trophy for Coach of the Year. Um, You know, I wish I could have been there when uh, 
you know, look at Gary Bettman's face when you see um, John Tortorella winning coach of the year. And I actually really enjoyed the speech that he gave when he talked about, you know, how brutal it is for the families, for the wives, for the kids of the the coaches and the players. Um, but again, I think it starts and ends with Sergei Bobrovsky, not to get too far ahead in the uh, Metropolitan Division preview. But I mean, the Philadelphia Flyers have to be kicking themselves for letting this guy go. Oh, yeah, I completely um, but, agree. Um, but, you know, Bobrovsky, you know, you know, at one time during the regular season was a point nine three one save percentage and a two point zero six goals against average, unfortunately, in the playoffs. And again, I I thought this series was going to be a knockdown drag out um, fight. And uh, I was unfortunately disappointed. Bobrovsky only had a, uh, a eight point eight eight two save percentage and a three point eight eight goals against average. So again, the Jackets will only go as far as Bobrovsky's going to take them. And I agree. I mean, you know, they 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 have a good forward line. You know, obviously adding Panarin, especially to their power play, which I think their power yep. play is lethal now. Um, obviously, the former Ranger Brendan Dubinsky, who scores most of his goals in front of the net. Um, Nick Foligno, obviously, uh, Winberg, I think is a great young player coming, coming into his ranks. Matt Calvert, obviously we know he can bring his toughness and then their defense. You know, we talk about Seth Jones, Zach Lorensky, who obviously is proven now to be a top defenseman in the league. Um, apparently he's number top, he's top 50 right now. Yeah. You saw the uh, top 50 list. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess he's that good after one season. Um, Ryan Murray, obviously. And Jack Johnson. Uh, Jack Johnson knows 30 years old. Again, another guy who I feel like is 40 years old who's been in the league for so long. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they have a solid team. But, you know, like Travis and I said, I, I, I just – with Alperbovsky, this team is just nothing to me. Interesting. Um, so did they improve? Did they stay the same? Did they digress? I think they, they had to improve because just of Panarin alone, in my eyes. I, Panarin is that lethal. And Panarin is that dynamic, where I know I know I have uh, one good friend, Court, who is a diehard Blackhawks fan, and she was furious when she saw that deal come across. So that, that I don't know if that's how all Blackhawk fans feel, but I think they improved. I I could agree with you guys that I guess Corpusalo won't be able to carry that load if and you know. God forbid Bobrovsky does go down with a long-term injury. Uh, Pedro? Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they improved um, with, with Panarin, but slightly, obviously. I guess. Yeah, yeah, just slightly. Um, they didn't really make that. You know, they um, Scott Hartnell obviously went back to Nashville. That really wasn't a big loss to me. Um, but, yeah, adding Panarin is, is, you know, this guy scored 30, 35 goals, like, his first year. He was, he was unbelievable with and the chemistry he had with Patrick Kane. I mean, if I was a Chicago Blackhawks fan, I'd be I'd be pretty upset as well. I mean, but Brendan Saad is a great player, and mm-hmm. he had great chemistry with Jonathan Taves, so I expect that to come back. Um, but as for the Jackets, I think they improved slightly with the addition of Panarin. Um, but it, again, it all depends on the on the way Bobrovsky plays this season. Trav, yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, Artemi Panarin played alongside Patrick Kane, as you both referenced, and scored sixty-one goals. 90 assists in his first two seasons. And I think Columbus was really lacking that dynamic goal scorer, get, you know, get up out of your seat player on a breakaway. So I think in that regard, 
Uh, they definitely improved. You know, the one thing I, I do kind of keep in the back of my mind as a Rangers fan is, you know, if Bobrovsky struggles out of the gate, and let's just say for whatever reason Panarin doesn't put up the numbers that he's expected to, it could be a very long season in Columbus with Coach Tortorella. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be interesting. Tortorella, you know, working together. He, yeah. He, you know, again, he's the kind of guy that you can bring in when you have the pieces, when you're, you know, that close to, you know, winning a cup, let's say. But, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, his act has a tendency to kind of, you know, wear on players over time. So that's going to be interesting. You know, I have one other question for you two, actually sure. two, a question and a comment. First of all, Brandon Dubinsky underwent wrist surgery and might be out to start the season. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, you know, because they have a couple of rookies, a couple of prospects, this Pierre-Luc Dubois, um, you know, that that might step in, you know, again, depending on how long Dubinsky's out. But uh, I heard something the other day, and I just want to run it past you, you know, whether maybe where there's smoke, there's fire. Matt Duchesne, he has long been rumored <laughs> to be attached to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They do have cap space available. So do we think uh, we'll see Matt Duchesne uh, in Columbus? Listen, Matthew Shane has to go anywhere but Colorado. He, oh my God, I feel so bad for him. After, like, even just once you heard that interview uh, that he gave, you know, I'm only here for my teammates. Pretty much, that's look, it. Look, yeah, I mean, you, you got to give the guy credit, though. I mean, he was a huge Colorado Avalanche fan as a uh, uh, Avalanche fan as a kid too. Well, they suck. So, <laughs> you know. He's a great young player, and him going to Columbus, yikes! I mean, if he goes to Columbus, I don't know what, I don't know what they would ask for. I, I don't see who would, uh, Colorado would get in return. Um, I mean, maybe Massapequa native, Long Island guy, uh, Sony Milano, who is a great young prospect who I believe can break into this league this season uh, with Brendan Dubinsky being hurt. But, uh, oh, man, Matt Duchesne. Dude. He's got to go somewhere. Question. I'm telling you. Right. If, if Duchesne isn't traded in the next two weeks, I will be shocked. I, shocked. I'm, I'm going to be He's honest. He's so miserable there. If, if I had to pick one team Duchesne will go to, I really believe it's the Nashville Predators. Hmm. They have the cap space, too. Yeah. Yep. I, I think Nashville has a lot more to give um, than Columbus does. That's a good point. And I, I, I see him staying in the West. Um, hmm. I, I think I think if there's one team that, like I said, can give more to, to a team and can get a return, I think it's Nashville. So if I were to pick a team, I, Nashville to me will get Duchesne. And you got to know the Islanders are still going to be pushing for him, even yeah. though I, they gave away pretty much any piece that they had to That's get Duchesne. That franchise is a mess. Well, yeah, and not and not not for nothing. I think Joe Sackick really overplayed his hand. No, you know, absolutely. What he was he's asking still, for. He's with, still um, overplaying it. Yeah. And now he's just ruining it because Matt Duchesne doesn't want to be there. Right. So now he played it to the point where he has one of his star players absolutely miserable and wanting out at any cost. So right. now all these teams and all these GMs know, like, hey, you have a, this guy that. That's absolutely miserable. He doesn't want to play for you. You still expect us to give you a first round pick, a top pos uh, top prospect, and a you know top well, top six 
What, like center? Well, think about this. Say he does start the season in Colorado, and he plays extremely well. So if the asking price is high now, and his value will just double if he plays extremely well. I mean, if this guy has, I don't know, 10 goals in like five games or whatever it is in the beginning of the season and the team's kicking their tires, I mean, his value is going to go up. And he's going to want five first-round picks and whatever the hell he wants. I mean, yeah, I, I the asking just, price is way too much. It's way too much. I have to agree. And I, I said, he needs out. The, the, he needs out like Yager needs to be on a goddamn NHL team. I agree with that. Thank you. I, I, was, I always have to reference it at least once a week. I, I know we're going to talk I, about the Rangers here, but why wouldn't the Rangers bring him in? I mean, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We will get been to there, it. been there, been there, done that. It's just ridiculous. We'll, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, so off uh, Columbus, uh, let's head on to the New Jersey Devils. Do the... we have to? <laughs> <laughs> we, we do, unfortunately. Just kidding. Um, just kidding. My license plates used to say devil hater. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. All right. I like it. Brutal. Uh, so they brought in, you know, well, they obviously uh, drafted Nico Heischer. Uh, they brought in Marcus Johansson, who, great player. Uh, they they brought in one of my my ex-favorite Rangers, Brian Boyle. I don't know. I, I, was all, I was always a fan of Boyle, but now that he's a devil, I think my feelings have changed on Brian Boyle. Uh, you know, I liked him when he went down to Tampa Bay. I liked him when he got traded to Toronto. Now that he's a devil and his comments, his comments, uh, when he signed was, I forgot, oh, we brought it up like week two or week three when we, uh, yeah, when, when he signed with the devils, he said, I'm used to being booed at the garden or something like that. It was just, yeah, it was like a little hate. Yeah. It was a little jab at, uh, the garden faithful. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Brian Boyle. Uh, they brought in Drew Stafford, which was recent. Um, I know they're expecting a lot out of Taylor Hall. Uh, Travis Ajak is now on the IR, which definitely plays a factor. I still didn't know that they had Ryan Klo on their team. He's also on the IR. Uh, which, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, they have Corey Schneider in net, who I still think is a phenomenal goaltender. Uh, they have another Long Island native, oh. Keith. From he's from my town. From yep. Farmingville. He's from my town, Keith Kincaid. Uh, Keith yep. Kincaid uh, as a backup. You know, I wouldn't have minded the Rangers going after Kincaid uh, as a backup. Obviously, he re-signed with the Devils, and we brought in Andre Pavlik. Um, what do you got, Pedro? Uh, yeah, I don't like this team. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, did they improve? I, I mean, I guess they did with with uh, picking Nico Heischer, but I, I really he will play in the league. I don't think he'll be good. Um, I, I think he'll probably put up 15 goals, maybe um, something that we haven't seen from a first round, from a first overall pick in a long time with Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid, and you know even guys like Jack Eichel and Patrick Laine. I mean, those guys put up numbers, and I don't expect Nico he should have put up those numbers at all. Um, Taylor Hall, like you said, I expect a lot from this guy. Mm-hmm. He should be a leader on this team. Kyle Palmieri, who I really do believe he's underrated, and I think Kyle Palmieri is a very good player. Uh, Marcus Johansson, like you said, acquired in a trade with Washington. Uh, good centerman. Adam Henrique. Adam Still Henrique. Still me. Yeah, well. Uh, Brian Boyle. I like, I've always liked Boyle. It's a good addition for your fourth line. 
Drew Stafford, again, $800,000 contract. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, his career, to me, is at rock bottom right now. Um, Andy Green, their captain, not a fan. Uh, <laughs> I'm really not. What is this, uh, the roast the devils yeah, hour? <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, I don't know what this team is doing. You know, they signed NCAA free agent um, Butcher. I mean, I again, I, I think the Rangers, were the Rangers after him? But yes. 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 Yeah. They I, were. Yeah. Well, I'm but glad they didn't who aren't the like, Rangers like linked to at some point when someone's a free agent? Right. I mean, he'll probably make the team because their defense is trash. Um, <laughs> as for their goaltending, Corey Schneider. Again, I expect a lot from this guy. This guy played like absolute garbage last season. Um, I expect him to have a bounce back season and backup goaltender Keith Kincaid. I mean. He, I think he has to improve as well. I mean, he, yes, he's a backup goaltender, but he has to prove himself that he could probably, he could potentially be a number one goaltender in this league. I would love to see that. Absolutely. And I remember his first game, he was a huge Islander fan growing up. He was actually best friends with my sister. And uh, Let's get him on the podcast. No, no, they're not close anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he became famous and it just went downhill from there. Um he forgot where he came from. Yeah, yeah you can never do that. He, he did. And uh, he, he was a big Islander fan growing up, and his first game in the NHL was against the Islanders. And they went into a shootout, and John Tavares completely just undressed them. <laughs> undressed them. It was unbelievable. And uh, anyway, back to the Devils. Yeah, they're trash. Fun fact, uh, I won a John Moore signed puck at a uh, charity event, and then he got traded two days later. <laughs> He got traded to Arizona two days later. Uh, Travis, what do you got? I know you're a uh, well, devil, devil hater uh, with the license plate, but uh, let's let's see what you got. Well, uh, there was one name as far as notable acquisitions that you both left off the list, and that would be forward Jimmy Hayes, who is attending Devil's Camp on a professional oh, tryout. Try yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I only make reference to that because his name came up during your Atlantic Division preview, so I tweeted uh, at yes, you guys yes. that uh, said, Jimmy yeah. Hayes is in camp on a PTO. Um, I mean, again, I had season tickets for our beloved blue shirts from uh, 1998 till 2004. I affectionately refer to those years as the dark ages mm-hmm. um, where the Devils really seemed to have the Rangers number. So as a Ranger fan, you know, I, I'm not crying over the fact that the Devils have missed the playoffs in each of the five seasons following their 2012 trip to the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, they definitely, you know, are a work in progress. Um, you know, getting Heischer is definitely a huge splash, I think, for the franchise. I think he'll bring a few more fans out to that arena. Um but they need a lot of help landing uh, Marcus Johansson basically as a salary dump for some late round picks was a pretty shrewd move by uh, Ray Shiro, whose fingerprints are all over the Stanley Cup championship penguins. Yeah. Um, you know, so he definitely has a mind for moving the devils in the right direction. But I just think right now they're they're just a hot mess, for lack of a better term. They have nobody on defense, you know, yeah, they Damon Seaver. John Moore. <laughs> right. You got your defense. Andy Green, Ben Lovejoy, John Moore, Damon Severson. Uh they picked up our Merco uh, Mueller Yo, from San Jose. From, uh, from San Jose. Uh and actually, you know what? Just another shout out to uh, another local Hudson Valley player, 
Uh, Steve Santini also on defense. His dad actually owns the um, owns the Brewster Ice Arena up in uh, Putnam County. Nice guy. He's actually a Ranger fan, I think, even though his son plays for the Devils. But, uh, um, you know, again, I think Taylor Hall, you know, definitely needs to do a lot more. I'm not sure. I know. I think it was Pedro said Kyle Palm Palmieri is underrated. I think he's more of a one-trick pony, to be honest with you. Um, I'll also be interested to see how the injury to Travis Zajac affects the team. I mean, the guy's going to be yeah, out absolutely. for six months. He's out four to six months. Um, you know, Corey Schneider's coming off his worst season as a pro. A 2.82 goals against average and a .908 save percentage. You know, he he admits that he is not a great um, puck handler. I think him and Lundqvist probably attend the same puck handling skills camp. Um, but again, I think, you know, uh, in the Metro, in a very tough Metro division, their lack of, of scoring punch, their lack of blue line depth really could spell trouble for the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess they improved, but they really had nowhere where to go but improve. Uh, in right. my eyes. So I'm going to say they improve. They will, little spoiler alert, they will not be a playoff team in my preview. <laughs> uh, I think it's safe to say for all of us, uh, Pedro. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess just getting Nico Heischer improved them. Um, and with Johansson as well, uh, I, I think they improved. Again, I go back to the goaltending, and I believe goaltending is obviously very important. So I expect a big season from Corey Schneider. I expect him from go to last, uh, from last place to second to last. Um, so I expect big things from the Devils this season. I I think they improved. You know, again, bringing Heischer in will hopefully bring some more fans out. I think they might be a little. Not that I watch a lot of Devil games. You know, unless I have difficulty sleeping, then I certainly put them on. But. Um, I think they'll be a little bit more. I think they'll be a little bit more exciting to watch, but I don't think that it's really going to translate into, you know, a miraculous turnaround. Certainly, the playoffs are not in the Devils' um, future, immediate future, anyway. Oh man, our Devils fan base and listeners just dropped and took a significant <laughs> plunge. Uh, right. So, so apologies hey. to. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dying over here. They uh, can. They can stick can send their hate uh my way on twitter yeah there, so you, go. there, you, there you go uh okay let's move on to another you know new york rangers fan favorite uh the new york islanders um islanders Oof. um obviously they brought in jordan Eberle. i hope i'm hoping to see a better well i'm not really hoping but i'm i'm for their sake i'm hoping to see a better season from andrew ladd i don't even think andrew ladd wanted to participate for the first, I don't even know how many games of the season where I had, we, we had our, my, my really good friend, uh, Terrence on, and he even agreed. He's a diehard Islander fan. He said, I thought Andrew Ladd like took like a three week vacation at the beginning of the season because he was nowhere to be found. Um, you know, they, they lost, they lost their man, Travis Hamanick. Uh, you know, Prince Shane just went to the IR, I believe, recently. Alan Quine just recently went to the IR. Uh, they're both going to be out, I think, a few months. Um, you know, then they didn't really bring anyone in on the defense. They're going to have Halak and Grice in net once again. Uh, they're still paying, you know, Rick DiPietro, whatever they're paying him uh, with the buyout. 
which I just had to add in there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, other than other than Everlay, they still have to worry about what's going to happen with Tavares. Uh, that's their main concern. Obviously, people have come out in the locker room and they said, "Hey, uh, you know, we're." I think we know more than you guys. We're we're happy with where things are with Tavares, but I think that could all be smoke. It could just all be smoke. And if the Islanders start off poorly and they aren't in a good spot come trade deadline, and they don't have a deal in place with John Tavares, John Tavares is on his way out, and that's just the cold hard facts for me, uh, Pedro. Oh boy, um, where do I start with the Islanders? Good acquisition with Jordan Eberle. I, I like Eberle. Um, him and Tavares had chemistry back in the World Juniors with Canada. Yeah, like 10 years ago. Still had chemistry. Um, again, but the big question is John Tavares. Um, he says that this contract won't distract him. Um, I don't buy that. I don't buy that whatsoever. It will distract him. And this, he's. I'm a huge fan of John Tavares. I like John Tavares. I hate the Islanders, but I like John Tavares. Um He's a phenomenal player, and like you said, if this team starts off poorly and they're playing drastically and the Islanders don't know where they're going to play next season or wherever it might be, he's gone. I think, I really do think that that has a huge effect on Tavares. Well, he said it. Yeah, oh, yeah. with with the Belmont plan, yeah. I mean, hey, I would love for the Belmont thing to Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. That'd be really cool, and that's as a Ranger fan coming yeah. Right at you. And that's a big factor. And if the, if the Islanders' future is uncertain where they're going to play, he's gone. And I still have hope he will be a Ranger, but that probably won't happen. <laughs> um, anyway, going through their lineup, like you said, Andrew Ladd was gone for half the season last season. He finally started producing at the second half of the year. Um, so hopefully he can, can you know, do that for a full stretch there. Um, Josh Hosang, I expect a lot from mm-hmm. that youngster. Um, at, also with Anthony Beauvillier. I think Beauvillier is a great player, only 20 years of age. So we'll see what he can do, maybe playing on a line with John Tavares. For their defense, their defense is trash. Um, they lost Hamannick, which I thought was the biggest loss for them. Oh, to, me, to me, they got nothing in return. I thought they would get more for him. Um, but Johnny Boychuk, he's got a rocket from the power play. I'll give him that. Uh, Nick Letty, the former Blackhawk. He's okay. Uh, Calvin DeHaan, I think they messed up, only signed him to a one-year deal. This guy's going to prove himself this season, and he's going to get paid next summer. Um, and their goaltending, who knows with their goaltending. Um, Grice or Halak, I don't know who's going to play. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, this team is going to – I I don't even know. I don't even know what this team – this team is just – this team is just a big question mark right now, especially surrounding their captain. Travis? You know, after firing Capuano midseason, which, you know, again, I wonder if they had done that sooner, if they would have made the playoffs, because they were 24 and 12 under Doug Wade after Cappy was shown the door. Um, however, you know, the Islanders, as we talked about, as you talked about, really did little to help Doug Wade in the offseason. They only brought in Jordan Eberle. Um, you lost Travis, Travis Hammer, Nick. You lost Ryan Strom in that deal to get Everly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did address that three-headed goalie monster situation. If you remember, you had Barube, Grice, Halak. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the guys they were arguing, arguing over ice time and yeah. playing time, practice time. You have issues with that arena. 
Some of the seats are just not, you know, this, there, there's obstructive views. The ice isn't great. Um, now you've got the Tavares contract stuff. Um, although I will say this, we talked a little bit about Matt Duchesne's eight-second press conference. John Tavares talked for like eight minutes to the media, and he said everything. If I was an Islander fan, you know, he said all the right things. Mm-hmm. But again, as you mentioned, you know, come trade deadline, if it doesn't look like a deal's in the works, oh, I think this is the last time that we will see John. And that's a real shame because, again, as much as I dislike the Islanders, as much as I dislike the Devils, you know, as a hockey fan, as a Ranger fan, it's better when the Islanders are competitive. Hockey's better when the Devils are competitive. I mean, this area is buzzing with hockey, especially if the other sports are you know, struggling or if the other sports just, you know, after football season before baseball starts, you know, it's great to have hockey in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think the the Islanders, you know, did very little to improve in the offseason. They're really banking instead on prospects like you mentioned, Josh Osang, Ryan Pulak, Anthony Bavillier, Matthew Barzel. Um, you know, they want those guys to contribute enough to try to get them over the hump. And um I think, again, the noise surrounding the Tavares contract issue is only going to get louder as the season rolls along, especially here in New York. Absolutely. And I think that's going to be a distraction. I mean, I just feel like he, you know, hockey may have to be politically correct when they face the media. (coughs) They want to say things that the fans want to hear so they don't, you know, say stuff or, you know, for the media not to be making up stories. Like a Matt Duchesne press conference? Yeah, I I mean, (laughs) it's just... It's going to be a distraction. I don't care what anyone says. It's a distraction. And he's willing to talk during the season. He's willing to negotiate contract uh, negotiations with the Islanders during the season. Um, but I'm just curious to see how it's going to pan out and see if it affects his playing. Do you think? Do you guys think uh, the Islanders are shooting themselves in the foot over the Nino Niederreiter, Cal Clutterbuck, uh, Cal, uh, Cal Clutterbuck deal? He has a cool name. <laughs> but- I like his name. Uh, I I think the Islanders are still kicking themselves for not re-signing Oposo, for not re-signing Nielsen, for not re-signing Matt Martin. Yeah, great point. That's a great point. I mean, when look, when your backup goalie and when you're when you're when a when your GM is a backup was a former backup goalie, like you know, sitting at the end of the bench, you know, the season before, then all of a sudden he's in the front office. Like that's a problem. <laughs> oh, I I agree. I mean. And we're gonna get some. I'm gonna get some Islander fan hate too now. But Yikes. That's a, oh yeah, we we're, we're, we're it's, yeah. It's bring true. it on! It's bring true. it on! I mean, this this team just their front office is just terrible. I mean, yeah, we talk about Joe Sackick and his you know high asking price for Matt Duchesne, but I'm sorry, I don't know what the hell Garth Snow is still doing in that front office. You I really need don't. more for Hamannik easily. You know, honest, they were talking Duchesne in a Hamannik deal, and then they go and pull the deal with Calgary and. It, it's just, uh-huh. I, it's just, it's interesting, and I, I, I don't like Garth Snow. I, I think that front office is just a mess, and um, it kind of reminds me. I know this is a hockey podcast, but it kind of reminds me of the Knicks. Oh, I'm with, a Knicks with their front office. So, it's it's interesting, but uh, you know, the Islanders just have to just have to just address what you know the elephant in the room, and that is the John Tavares contract. And uh, once that gets settled, then I can see the team progressing. Mm-hmm. But as right now, I, I don't see this team being where they should be. Travis, I, let me let me quickly ask you. It's totally yeah. off topic, but uh, mm-hmm. football, 
and basketball and baseball. Who are your teams? Um, I am a Jets fan. Yep, same here. R.I.P. Uh, I really don't watch baseball. I really don't watch basketball. To me, I can watch the last two minutes of a basketball game and be entertained. Satisfied. And 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 no disrespect, I know it's America's pastime, but to me, baseball is like watching paint dry. So I need hot. Listen, hockey is my sport. Fast paced, aggressive, hard hitting, skillful. You know, I like football too. I like the whole idea of tailgating and hanging out and spending a, you know, Sunday afternoon at the uh, at the stadium. Mm-hmm. But I, I, basketball and and baseball are really just not. You know, I take my I take my wife and my kids to some minor league games up here. We've got a couple of uh, decent teams. You know, you're not you know you don't have to break the bank to get to get out to the park. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Hey, speaking of tailgating, let's all go to the Winter Classic. Yeah. Hey. I'm I'm in. I told you I was in. Let's do it. Uh, but uh, oh, we get, we're getting a little off topic. That was all my <laughs> fault. I apologize. Um, but Islanders. could I say? Could I just say one more thing about the Islanders? I I also think that the you know the future of the arena, you know, is is also linked, tied into what's going to happen to Tavares. If I'm John Absolutely. Tavares, do I want to play for this this team that that doesn't have a hockey arena? You know, a, a legitimate hockey arena. We don't know the ownership situation. We don't know what, you know, we got to commute all the way out from Long Island. I mean, I don't know how many of the players actually live in Brooklyn or live in the city. It's just not an ideal situation. Yeah, a so, lot of them were taking the LIR to the right. games. I, I and, I, and, and, and I don't want to stir the pot more than I've already stirred it, but, you know, where, any potential landing spots for John Tavares? Do we want to even speculate on that if he doesn't? <laughs> Yeah, Pedro's Pedro's mind is listen, set on the Rangers. Listen, if we know our Rangers, they go after anyone with a big name. I'm sorry, oh, absolutely. I'm just talking like, you know, February trade deadline, no deals in sight. Where do we see Tavares going? The the ship sailed on Toronto after they signed Marlowe, in my right. eyes. Uh, right. You oh, know, you, you have to look for the teams with the cap space. Uh, God, I mean. God, can you imagine a Nashville uh, Predator team with John Tavares on it? Are we talking about trade deadline or July 1st? We're talking right now trade deadline. Trade, trade deadline. deadline. Ooh, trade that's, deadline. That's I, tough. I um, was also thinking Tampa Bay, but I don't even know if they have the cap space to take him on. Uh, what Tavares is uh, making. What about Buffalo? Uh, I can't see Tavares going to Buffalo. Does he? Man. Does he have a no trade? Does he, he have a, mod- a say? He has in? a uh, uh, modified no trade, uh, modified uh, no move, uh, no movement clause. Okay, so he has to solidify a number of teams that he's willing to trade to. Yeah, it, it's got to be a team with cap, and you know what? What's Tavares making? Does anybody know? He's making right now. He's five making and five and a half. Oh, so can- um, you know what? I'm looking right now on CapFriendly.com. Nashville's got space. Oh yeah, Los Angeles has space. I we, we hey, you know who else has LA, space? That was interesting. We who? brought it. We you know who else has space? We brought it up earlier. The Rangers. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, can you imagine? Oh God. San San Jose Sharks have space. It's just going to be interesting what the Islanders are going to ask for if that comes to, if it comes to this. It's I mean, you know who. If Joe Sack you know who else has price. a you know who else has a ton of cap space and could be that dark horse we talked about him earlier the Carolina Hurricanes. Hurricanes. That's yep. a good point. That's a really good point. 
I, I just nice. I don't know if I don't see Tavares. I don't know. Look, Who knows? Out of out of all those teams, guys, I see Nashville. Nashville, yeah, let's absolutely. say Col- Nashville or Columbus. If they don't land Duchesne. Yeah, right. who, who knows? It's, you know, it's, it's all a toss-up right now. Oh, man. Um, and hey, who knows? Tavares could end up signing a contract tomorrow. Definitely highly unlikely, but it could happen. Um, so, I honestly, they got Everlay, but they lost Hamannick. You know, I don't think they improved as a team. They, they either, you know, no, I actually think they digressed. I'm going to say they digressed. Um, Pedro? They either digress or stay the same. I really don't think they improved. I'm going to say they stayed the same because of the addition of Eberle and the departure of Hamannick. Um, I think their forwards got stronger, but I think their defense got weaker. Um, So I'm going to say they stayed the same, all depending on how Eberle plays, as well as them trying to figure out who the hell will be in their net for the season. Travis? I think they stayed the same. You know, because you know, the with the arrival of Jordan Eberle and the eventual departure of John Tavares. Yeah. All right. So um, I, agree. I don't see him lasting. I don't see him lasting the season. All right. Brooklyn. So for this for this next team, let's try to take off the Homer glasses and let's try to you know focus on actual hockey. Uh, nope. Because I could see a lot of listeners saying, "Oh, here come the Rangers." Let's uh, turn off the podcast. Uh, we are moving on to all three of our favorite teams, the New York Rangers. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to try to be as, you know, all right. Uh, so we, we come into the season, we lost Oscar Lindbergh, number one. Yep. We lost him in the expansion draft. Uh, I think that honestly could have changed if, you know, someone might not have had an injury, uh, Mr. Jesper Foss, I could have easily seen him going, uh, you know, being taken or Ranta. Uh, but we, uh, let's go. We added David DeHarnay, uh, center from uh, center, uh, 31 years old. I love my one year, $1 million deals. Can't go wrong with them. Let the player pl- uh, prove himself. We lost step on. We lost Ranta in the deal. For actually, me and Pedro were going to a job fair at the Garden, and we were, you know, just scrolling through Twitter, hoping, hoping, hoping. And then my buddy T Mac goes, "Uh oh, there you go, you you made your move." And we were really hoping for, you know, a top prospect coming back. If you know we were losing Ronta and Stepan, we end up with Anthony D'Angelo and you know that first round pick, uh, who turns into Elias Anderson. Uh, you know, with Anthony D'Angelo, there's a lot of people are saying that he's still immature, but he is a right-handed defenseman. He is 21 years old. He still is on that entry-level contract, so we'll see what plays in with him. Uh, they brought in uh, Alexei Beraglazov. Uh, uh, he was over in the KHL, but he also has an out in his contract, to which if he doesn't make the team after camp, he has the choice to either, you know, go down to the AHL or he can opt out and head back to the KHL. So with that, I see him ending up as our, you know, our seventh defenseman. Uh, and we got the prize. We got the prize of the offseason. We got our man. We got Kevin Shattenkirk. I told Pedro, I told Brian Woj, 
you know, over from uh, Gotham Sports. Uh, he, we had him on. They both didn't think Shattenkirk was coming. I said, no, he is coming. And he, 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 he came home. Uh, he took that discount. He took that huge discount, in my opinion, uh, just to be on the team that he has idolized as a kid. Resigned Brandon Smith. I know I am just rambling right now. So, Pedro, let's go on to you. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off by saying the Rangers got worse. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Is it because of what we're looking like down the middle? Yes. And I like Mika Zibanejad. I think he has potential to become your number one center. Um, Kevin Hayes is still a little shaky to me. Um, he had a good season last year, but he fell off the roller coaster during the playoffs. Yeah, he was like a ghost. He was nowhere to be seen. Um, I like the addition of David DeHarnay, um, also Andrew DeJardins on a, on a player tryout player as tryout, well. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Vesey, I expect a lot from him his sophomore year. And also one of my favorite players on the Rangers, I bought his jersey last year, Pavel Buchnevich. Um, I expect him to step up as well. Um, we Obviously, we know how Jesper Foss plays. Rick Nash, you know, going into a contract year, um, I think he's a great fit for the Rangers. I Hopefully, the Rangers extend his contract hopefully another two years i i love his i love how he plays in all three zones of the game um and let's not forget michael grabner um you know scoring the goals that he did 28 goals last season you know underrated love him our defense i love our defense obviously captain ryan mcdonough will play with shattenkirk um so if i had that one two points shattenkirk could join the rush while ryan mcdonough plays more defensively uh brennan smith and brady shea those two Dynamic, I love him. Uh, and then you know, we heard Elaine Vigneault say this week, Mark Stahl has to fight for his spot, Correct. and he really has to fight for it. I mean, the Rangers have some young guys coming up, and uh, I do expect Mark Stahl to make the team. I expect Nick Holden not to be on the team, and I expect either Anthony D'Angelo to step in, or I really like Neil Pionk, um, the NCAA mm-hmm. free agent that we signed. So you don't see where do you see Barry Glazo? He could probably be our seventh defenseman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like our team. Obviously we got the king in net and my boy Andre Pavlik, who will prove himself this year. Trav. I was gonna say Andre Pavlik is the perfect reclamation project for the goalie whisperer, also known as Benoit Allaire. Um, you know, two of the notable departures, or actually more than two of the notable departures. I you know, I think again Oscar Lindbergh you know, I, I was sorry to see him go. I agree uh, with you, Justin, in the fact that if Jesper Faust wasn't injured, we probably would have lost Faust over Lindbergh. But, you know, and we talked about it earlier in the podcast. Dan Girardi's gone. Kevin Klein retired from the NHL. Now he's over in Europe. And I think that was huge because we were able to use some of that money, um, you know, to bring Shattenkirk in. We also lost forward Tanner Glass. Oh, he God. now has a professional tryout <laughs> with, Calgary, with Flames. Calgary Flames. Yep. So, what's Travis? Travis, Glass? I'm not. A, I I I'm on the record. I am not a big Tanner Glass fan. Actually, you know what? If if we sent Pedro to every home game or any game that Tanner Glass had played in for the Rangers, I'm sure he would have scored a goal a game. He did. I, he I scored know. a goal. <laughs> he scored, did. Didn't he I score? went to two games, and he scored in both games. I Exactly. And so. one of them was an empty net, but I'll take it. Goal's a goal. <laughs> you uh, know, that there's another key acquisition that 
neither of you mentioned that I'm going to mention right now, and that's assistant coach Lindy Ruff. And Lindy Ruff, yep. I, we're both big fans of uh, that move. Yeah, I love the move. That just puts I, Elaine Vigneault on his toes. Right. I'm not I'm not 100% sold on the whole Mark Stahl's going to have to fight for a spot. I'll believe it when I see it because time and time again, AV just goes back to those vets instead of the kids. I'm hoping that, you know, um, this time around he actually means it. Um, you know, not this offseason, the offseason prior – you know, look like Jeff. You ever, you guys ever go to Target and when you walk into Target, they've got all the little knickknacks in the front of the store, oh, like the bargain. Travis, my girlfriend lo- loves Target. She it looks there every day. Well, that's where Gordon did his shopping, not this past offseason, the offseason prior, you know, but again, signing a guy like Michael Grabner. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Even picking up a guy, and again, he's used very sparingly. But he does contribute every now and then. He has been injured. Even picking up a guy like Matt Pumple, you know, or again, landing Jimmy VC last offseason, which was a huge, you know, college free agent Absolutely. pickup, you know. So he did a masterful job of, I think, retooling our forward group um, the previous offseason. And then this offseason, he turned his focus to overhauling the blue line ringing in Kevin Shattenkirk. I mean, I was at a graduation party, a high school graduation party for a family friend, and I was just refreshing my phone, as I'm sure you guys were, oh, yeah, every absolutely. five seconds, every five seconds. And then around, what, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it happened. It became Shatterday. Yeah, um, Shatterday, July 1st. <laughs> um, you know, he said all the right things, took the hometown discount. Again, he is also a product of the Hudson Valley from Westchester County, New Rochelle. Yeah. Grew up a Ranger fan. So, I mean, I'm excited. Yes, we are thin down the middle. But, you know, again, I'd like to think that Zibanejad is going to answer the call. I'd like to think that, you know, after hearing, we need more from Kevin Hayes. We need more from JT Miller. We need more from Chris Kreider. We need the Chris Kreider that came out in the third period of game six against Ottawa. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to think at this point that these guys are going to deliver. Pedro mentioned it before. Rick Nash is in a contract year. I saw when they did the um, this, the Winter Classic, you know, press conference, he looks a little leaner. You know, I think he definitely has something to prove. I wouldn't mind seeing Rick Nash come back, but at the right price. You know, you have Matt Zuccarello. You know, this is the 17th episode of the Drop the Puck podcast. So you've got Jesper Fast switching his jersey to number 17 now because Jean Rotel's 19 is going to be honored later on this month. Uh, this season, I should say. Finally, uh, we just got, got to also get Frank Boucher's uh, number up there, I too. Agree. It's, um, that's for my boy, uh, Sean McCaffrey, but, uh, David DeHarnay, I like the fact that you brought him in. He scored a, a huge goal for Edmonton, uh, last season. And again, I think he, he solidifies our fourth line. I'm not really feeling putting Miller in center for the, but again, it's for the preseason. You want him to learn that position, but you know, and, and we've gone back and forth a little bit on Twitter about this. You know, there are teams that are over the cap. Everybody's allowed to be over the cap right now in preseason. But, you know, come October, you've got to be in line. So yep. who knows? There might be a, a player out there available via trade. There might be a player out there available via some kind of other mechanism. You know, Gorton has shown that he's not afraid to pull the trigger 
Although, you know, I'd like to think we would have could have gotten a little bit more back for Stepan and Ranta, just like I thought we could have gotten a little more back for uh, Cam Talbot the summer before that. But don't get me started on Talbot. I have a Talbot jersey. I took a lot of heat from my friends for getting that jersey. But, you know, if it wasn't for Talbot, you know, we, we, we wouldn't have gone as far as we did. Um, but anyway, enough on that. Absolutely. Oh, and Nick and, and Nick Holden. Switched his jersey to uh, 55. I think the last time that number was worn was by Igor Ulanov, who was a god-awful defenseman. So, you know, I'm... Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, I like the fact that we brought Brendan Smith back, as as you mentioned. I think he brought out a little bit of snarl in uh, young Brady Shea. I like uh, what the two of them have going on. And obviously, Shattenkirk and McDonough together makes a lot of sense. This way, McDonough can kind of be more of a, you know, defensive guy and he doesn't have to do everything because I had a, you know, it looked like McDonough last year was trying to do too much. Absolutely. So. I agree. Um, we, we Like you brought up JT Miller being a sentiment. I, I agree. I don't think he's, I think he's more effective on the wing, especially on the right wing. Um, but I've been on the record saying I love Leah Sanderson. And I really do believe that that kid can break into the lineup this season, and I do believe he can produce. Um, I, I I would like him to be the third-line center. Like you said, maybe David DeHarnay can be your fourth-line guy, but those two are interchangeable. I think one of them could play the fourth, one play third, whatever. Um, but I do love – I love Leas Anderson, and I really hope he breaks into the league this season, and I think he has a real shot at it. I definitely think he's going to get a long, hard look at, during during camp. There's no doubt about it. And again, I could see him. I ran a poll on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and you know the choices were: who do you want as your third line center? Anderson. Uh, let's not forget about Boone Evans, although I think he's kind of a long shot at this point. Yeah, um, you know, J.T. Miller or David or David DeHarnay, and far and away, Leas Anderson ran away with that poll. So. Uh, it looks like the fans would certainly embrace him. And again, he is going to get a long, hard look um, in camp. Yeah. And now back to the defense. So yeah. they have now Kevin Shattenkirk, Mark Stahl, Ryan McDonough, Brendan Smith, Nick Holden, Brady Shea, Anthony D'Angelo. And technically, if we want to get there, we have um, Barry Glazov all under contract. So that's and, and Steve Camper, too. And, don't and forget. And Steve Camper, yeah. So that's nine defensemen for seven spots. Who are your guys' odd men out? Who are the uh, three I'm, that are going either AHL or you know that, that yeah AHL? If uh, if if you guys will excuse me for a moment, I'm going to try to get Joe Sackick on the phone and see if I can get uh, Matt Duchesne for some of those extra defensemen you just mentioned. So give me a few minutes. Yeah, exactly. I I mean my my top pairs are Shattenkirk, McDonough. Um, Shea Smith, um, I think it's Mark Stahl and Anthony D'Angelo, um, and my seventh defenseman. You got to go with Barry Glazov. I don't. I really think Pionk is going to prove himself. I think he's that good. Um, Barry Glazov's going back to Russia. He's I not sticking that, around. Yeah, I believe that too. He's not sticking around. No, I don't think so either. I, I think I think Pionk will will break into the will break in as your seventh defenseman. Um, if Does the Rangers Ra- decide to go with seventh defenseman. Does Ryan Graves even have a shot? At this point, I I don't I don't see it. You know, it's tough. You know, when I saw the Rangers sign Pionk, I I, I just he stuck out to me, and I watched a couple of his highlights that uh, the NHL Network showed, and uh, I looked it up on YouTube. I mean, this this kid is good, 
And I expect, like I said, I expect him to break in. Um, I don't see Nick Holden making the team, um, even though he has a fresh new number on his back. But, you know, I, I just don't, I don't see him doing it. I, I think he'll be traded um, for a possible centerman like you guys brought up. Um, but... Yeah, that, maybe maybe guy. maybe Tyler Bozak from yeah. uh, Toronto. Hey, that, that would be great too. I know that was uh, rumored. Uh, yeah, no, but Av said that he's open to still making a move, and that kind of gives me hope that we will bring in you know that third line center, uh, you know. And I'm always hoping Yarmir Yager, but that's just me because I'm a huge Yarmir Yager fan, and he's just sitting at home with his bobblehead from the Panthers. That's just. It's a shame. It it's a real a shame. shame. A I, I hope shame. after after Shane Doan retired, I tweeted out that I hope we haven't seen the last of, let's say, Jerome McGinley and Yarmir Yager. I'd like to be able to see these guys go out on their own terms. And not for nothing, I mean, in, in 2005, Yarmir Yager put this team on his back. Sports Illustrated predicted the Rangers to finish 30 out of 30. I subsequently canceled my subscription to Sports Illustrated. I don't even look at that publication anymore. I think one of the biggest mistakes we made organizationally was not bringing Yager back after that campaign. Yeah. Um, imagine if this guy was in the league and not in Russia for three years. He, I mean, this is, you know. He would have. It's 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 mind blowing, and you know when say they're pretty much said to him, "We are not bringing you back." It's like, oh my god! Yeah, the, the Rangers right. wanted him for a one year deal, and he wanted two or three. And well, he played a lot budge. longer than two or three years after that. Absolutely, so. and the Rangers wouldn't budge, right. and they're they're right. for it. I mean, you know, the Rangers have been. The Rangers are a model franchise. I mean, they missed the playoffs once in the last 12 years. I happened to be in Philadelphia for that game where it came down to the shootout and Ole Jokinen started started in Allentown, Pennsylvania, basically, and flubbed on the on the shootout. Um, but uh, you know, again, so we've made the we've made the playoffs. You know, 11 of the 12 years. Um, you know. We've got nine of our top 10 point getters coming back this season. Um, you know, again, you know, the, we are we are a good team. We are going to miss Stepan and his 55 points. But, uh, you know, again, I think that there's other guys that that can uh, can step in and hopefully maybe a little scoring by committee. Um, you know, when you break it down, we've advanced to the conference finals three times and the Stanley Cup final once in the past six seasons. I mean, there's fans out there, there's franchises out there that would give anything to have, you know, that type of consistency. But, you know, again, the window is closing. Yeah. We need to make sure we get the Stanley Cup for Henrik, you know. So, again, there, there's also that we have to contend with as well. Absolutely. I think, it, you know, it starts and ends with uh, Lundqvist as well. And uh, I know a lot of fans are concerned about Andre Pavlik, but – you know, Benoit Lair worked wonders with Cam Talbot. He worked wonders with Antti Ranta. Now, I'm not, you know, they're a little younger. But, you know, again, I think Andre Pavlik has something to prove. You know, he was he was not in the league last year. on a, He couldn't even crack the lineup in a Winnipeg team that didn't have good goaltending. So, you know, um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so, um, Pedro, you already said we digressed. You said we got worse. I think we improved just because of how much we improved our defense. Um, you know, yeah, we lost Stepan. Yeah, we're pretty weak down the middle. 
but I think there are holes that could easily be filled with, hey, JT Miller has gone on record already. I think he said it yesterday. If that's where the team needs me to play, I'll play there. I've played there before, and, you know, it's just it's, – it's, it's more of a, you know, he has to play, you know, he's more defensively, I guess, uh, in charge as at center. But he said it. He's, he's willing to do whatever it takes to help the team win, and I think Henrik is going to come back stronger than ever, hopefully. Uh, the defense is times and times and times – better than what it was last year. Uh, so I think we improved. Uh, just I, I hope we can get a solidified third-line center before we start. Uh, do you still think that we digressed, Pedro? I do because, I, I, again, I love our D. I think our, I think our top four is top – I think we have the top – we're probably third best D in the league. Um but down the middle is extremely important in this league. And yes, we're a fast team. I'll give us that. But I again, I don't know what to expect from Zabinajad being your first line center. I don't know what to expect from Kevin Hayes being my second line center. I, I don't know what... I, how, well, how's Jimmy Vesey going to play in his sophomore year? Pavel Buchnevich, how are they going to play in their second year in the league? Um, you know, I, I expect, obviously, Matt Zuccarello. He's a workhorse. I love him. Uh, as well as Jesper Faust. But... There's a lot of question marks surrounding this team up front, and not the defense, but the forwards. And I don't know if the Rangers can score at a pace they scored last season, um, but their power play certainly improved with the addition of Shattenkirk. But again, there's there's that question down the middle, and the way they're you know the second second year players are going to play. I I think we just didn't I think we just didn't improve that much this season. All right, Trev. You know, I was at MSG when Zibanejad broke his leg. And, you know, I don't think, you know, we, we didn't really talk about it. But, I mean, again, if, if he had been healthy, um, I think we have yet to see the best that Mika Zibanejad has to offer. There's a reason why. I know part of it was the salary. But there's a reason why we made that trade to get rid of Broussard, which I wasn't really a fan of in the beginning. I think Zibanejad has a huge upside, and I'm sure you guys watch all the beginnings and all the other specials yeah. that they have on the Rangers. And I just want you to go back a couple of seasons ago. The Rangers are playing the Islanders. Kevin Hayes on a breakaway. He's getting hooked. He's getting hacked, and he's still scored. Do you guys remember that 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 goal that he scored? Yes, that was a break. Yes, right? right. So to me. I mean, that's the Kevin Hayes that I want to see, much like I want to see the Chris Cryer that showed up in the third period of game six versus Ottawa in the playoffs. So, you know, again, I'd like to think that these guys are going to step up and answer the call. Um, I, I also fully recognize the fact that this team, as we're talking about today, is not going to be the team that's going to, you know, we're going to be looking at come February, if not sooner, you know, it, you know, change is going to happen, mm -hmm. whether it's bringing in another center, whether it's, you know, again, I don't want to prognosticate too far ahead. Maybe AV gets, uh, you know, shown the door in favor of Lindy Ruff. If the team really starts to struggle, who knows? But I, th I definitely think while um, I agree with Pedro and we're thinner down the middle, I think our defense was, you know, a huge liability last year and dare I say even the previous year. And Gordon's done a masterful job at retooling our our uh, blue line. So I think we've improved. I agree. Uh, let's move on to the Philadelphia Flyers. Ooh, 
Okay. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Um, obviously, Nolan Patrick, if he doesn't stub a toe and break every single toe in his body by doing that. Um, Nolan Patrick is, you know, he, he they drafted him second for a reason. Uh, should be a stud. I don't know what they're doing on defense. Their defense kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, they only have five defensemen under contract right now, so you're expecting you know one of those rookies to step up other than Ivan Provorov. Um, Brian Elliott, I think, is the biggest move for the Flyers, and I think we've both, me and Pedro at least, both agree, Brian Elliott, this is his time to really, you know, prove himself. Uh, he, he's, he's had starting stints, and this is his time to really, you know, solidify himself uh, the Flyers biggest flaw for the past I don't even know how many years has been goaltending um, I remember going back to Roman Chekmonic. Uh so I mean it's, it, it's always it's been a flaw and Brian Elliott hopefully will be you know that that guy uh, Pedro I would hate to be a goaltender in the city of Philadelphia because they, all they do is get it's just always blamed on them and we, you know, we go back to obviously Neuberg, and we go back to uh, Steve Mason, and you know, it, it's just Sergey Bobrovsky. Sergey Bobrovsky, yeah. I mean, every goaltender that plays in Philadelphia just gets, you know, they just get crap talked about them, and it's always their fault, and they they lose their confidence, and that's it. Um, so hopefully, Brian Elliott has better luck than the others have. Um, up front, obviously, Claude Giroux, I expect a lot from him, and Jake Borachek. Uh Wayne Simmons, I think, is a great player in front of the net, especially on the power play. Um, Dale Weiss, um, Nolan Patrick, like you said. Um, I Again, it's like a Nico Heischer. I, I don't know what to expect from this guy. Will he actually make the team? That's, that's, a, you know, that's a question that I've heard people ask, is will Nolan Patrick actually make the Philadelphia Flyers? Um do I see him making it? I do. Um, will he produce big? Probably not. Um, probably a 15-goal score maybe in his rookie year. Um, Sean Couturier I like. Um, and then they made a trade with um, St. Louis in the draft. Am I correct? They uh, – um, why am I drawing a blank right now? They uh, they traded uh, Brady Shen. Uh, oh, Shen. Shen, right? Shen. Yeah, Braden yeah, Shen went to St. Louis. Shen, yes. Louis. Yep. And I think that was a big loss for them. Uh, but, you know, they brought Latera in, um, which, again, good addition, 29-year-old centerman. Um, this team is just... Again, what do you think about their defense? Like, <laughs> they have Shane Goss to spare. Yeah. I, obviously, he's a great defenseman. And Rasko Gudis. I like Rasko Gudis. Um, I think he's he's good, a good stay-at-home defenseman. I um, think he's dirty. I can't stand him. I cannot stand Radko Gudis. He's a disgrace. I agree. Sorry. No, I Sorry. completely agree. I was going to say that. And um, I think Shane Gostisbehere, you know, he has that nickname, the Ghost, and he was definitely the Ghost last season. He, need, he needs to step up. And, and if I, I, I don't, Pedro, I didn't mean to interrupt you, though. Sorry. Oh, no, no, keep going, please. Uh, you know, I think, again, it starts, you know, with your captain. Claude Giroux had a subpar season, 14 goals, you know, f- 58 points in 82 games. It's the third straight year of decline for the first-line center. Three years ago, Giroux was the lead's 
the league's third leading goal scorer with 86 points. So he needs to be better. Jakob Voracek, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Jakob Skoracek, needs to be better. Wayne Simmons needs to be better. Shane Gostaspear needs to be better. And I can't believe this, guys. As far as the departures, neither one of you mentioned Michael Delzaster leaving uh, the city of brotherly love and heading out to Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. Again, that's another team. I, I don't know what the hell's doing. I can't stand that team either. But, um, you know, again, I think it starts in net. You know, another name that I remember from the carousel of goalies was Antero Nidamaki. Nidamaki, yeah. Um, <laughs> and don't forget Garth Snow with those big Frankenstein uh, shoulder pads. He was, uh, he was, he was a goalie for them out there. But um, yeah, I, I, the Flyers, Jeru Voracek, Val, you know, Philpola. Uh, Wayne Simmons, Couturier, like you said, Dale Weiss, Raffle. Uh, you know, those are the forwards. Provorov, Gudis, Gostas Bear, Manning, Morin. I mean, and again, you know, if Brian Elliott struggles, Michael Neuverth is not really a good goaltender. He, Michael Neuverth posted the worst um, stats for a goalie who appeared in at least 15 games. So they're in trouble. They are in trouble. And I think, which, honestly, which is, which, which is not a bad thing for me because between us, um, and actually between all the listeners, when this <laughs> gets aired, my brother-in-law, his company has a luxury suite in Philly. So every year he's gracious enough to invite me to a game. Last year I actually took my wife and my two kids for the first time to a game. We went the day after Thanksgiving. We had an awesome time. And, um, you know, again, every time I go to the city of brotherly love, I see a win with the exception of 2010. Thanks to, um, Ole Okunen. But, uh, yeah, so they can struggle. (laughs) They can struggle all they want because like I said, it just, it, it, it bodes well for me when I visit, um, the Wells Fargo yeah. Center. And I, I think that they got lucky by getting that second overall pick. They did? <laughs> Could you imagine if they didn't? Uh, they'd be worse than they were now. Than they are now. I mean, <laughs> they, they got worse. I, I, I Yeah, there's no there's no beating around like, You know, like Travis said, he brought up great points. You know, Claude Giroux has to step up after an, another off year. Voracek, Simmons, they're, they're big guys. They got to step up. Um Looking at it now, you know, with Nolan Patrick, I, I like you said, their defense, their goaltending still a question mark. I like Elliott, but who knows with the fans of Philadelphia. Um, so I'm going to say they didn't improve. I think they got worse. Trav? Oh, they got worse. They were bad to begin with. They got worse. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the reigning, defending two-time Stanley Cup, well, two times in a row, Stanley Cup champions. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, the team you love to hate. Oh, yeah. You got that right. The team you love. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, what can you say about them? Uh, they brought in Ryan Reeves, who actually I saw a quote today from Avegni Malkin. I told Pedro at work. I was like, Pedro, did you see what Avegni Malkin said about Ryan Reeves? Uh, Avegni Malkin would rather Ryan Reeves score goals than protect Avegni Malkin. And I, I, I don't see Ryan Reeves really scoring any goals, so <laughs> I, I don't really know what's going to happen there. Uh, but 
you know, they 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 lost Trevor Daly. Um, they really didn't they they didn't really add much. Uh, as no. as as far as I'm concerned, they lost. I mean, they brought in uh, Antti Niemi uh, as their backup goaltender for seven hundred thousand. They lost Mark Andre Fleury. They they lost some quality defensemen. They lost. They lost Nick. They lost Nick Benino. They lost Benino. Yep. They lost Chris Kunitz. Yep. Exactly. Um. They lost Matt. Um, Matt. Matt Cullen. Matt Cullen. Um. Ron Hainsey. They lost. Yeah. Hainsey on defense. Um. But all you have to say is two names. It's Crosby and Malkin. That's all you have to say. What about Kessel? You don't want to say Fat Kessel? I. I, I mean. Well. Yeah, he's okay. It, in, it, uh, with response to Kessel, another big loss for uh, Pittsburgh was assistant coach Rick Tockett. Yes. Who apparently was the buffer between Sullivan and Kessel? Really? really? So yeah, that's that. I mean, again, depends on who you believe, what you read. But um, you know, again, they brought in also. Again, I liked him when he played for the Rangers. They brought in Matt Hunwick yeah. on defense. So, and you know what? I watched the Road to the Winter Classic this summer, um, and I between St. Louis and Chicago, and I I I have a newfound appreciation for Ryan Reeves. He seems like a good locker room guy. Um, you know, again, that kind of policeman on the ice. Mm-hmm. Although it, Malkin doesn't need any help. He'll just put his stick up. He'll put his elbow up. He's also, he's dirty. I mean, he look, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he's dirty. He is, yeah, I agree. He's a little bit dirty. I do agree with that. So, I... I, and they also lost their goalie coach. Not again, not sorry for interrupting. Yeah, I brought okay. that up earlier. Mike Bales, he left for Carolina, so... You know, um, anyway, and there's also that fatigue factor. I mean, these boys have played a lot of hockey. A lot of hockey. Um, you know, the, the, the Pens played 24 playoff games in 2016 and 25 last season. Granted, they have two Stanley Cups to show for it. Mm-hmm. But 49 postseason games is a record for the most playoff contests in a two-year span. Wow. And they had the World Cup last year. Yeah. So at some point... This has got to catch up with them. No, I, I, mean, I agree. I completely agree. It's just, it's so hard. Just just looking, you know, like Malkin, Crosby, Kessel, Hornquist, Haglin on their Sheer, defense. Sheary. Connor Sheary, yeah. And Schultz. Then, yep, and their defense. Letang is Letang's coming back. Yep, healthy Letang. Justin Schultz, like you mentioned. Brian Dublin, Oli Mata, Matt Hunwick, Ian Cole. Man, this team is deep. And obviously goaltending, you know, Matt Murray. Uh, 20, 23 years old, 23, two Stanley Cups. He's two for two, and right. it's just it's unreal. And hopefully, Antony Niemi can be that that backup goaltender. Um, you know they don't have that. You know a lot of people don't give credit to Mark Andre Fleury last season, and without Fleury, that team would not win the Stanley Cup. They wouldn't. And yeah, I agree. Yeah, and you know he's hopefully he can prove himself, and you know obviously he'll prove himself in Vegas. He'll be the number one guy. Um, but Niemi has to step up, especially if Matt Murray goes down. Um. I think Niemi has something to prove too because he just had an awful season in Dallas. Absolutely. So, who do you think has more to prove, Pavlik or Niemi? I think Pavlik because he's young. Oh, Pavlik for sure because Pavlik wasn't even in the league last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, I think honestly, I think they got worse. They, they, what did they bring in besides? Ryan Reeves, I, I, nothing. They brought they brought in Matt Hunwick, yeah. Antti Niemi, and Ryan Reeves. That's yeah, it. And exactly. And to 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 balance out the people that they've lost, I think the Penguins have digressed. 
But do they, but you know, again, they, they, they have a pipeline with that Wilkes Barry AHL team. Those guys come in, they seem to know the system and you can, they're interchangeable parts. I mean, again, we talked about rust, Sheary, you know, these, the, the, you know, these, the, they just plug these kids in and they wind up making magic. I, I agree. Um, I think, I think they got better. To be honest, you added Chris Letang back. I mean, this guy didn't even play in the playoffs, and they won the cup. Um, the fact that he's back now, Justin Schultz, who played an excellent playoff, he finally, you know, took that next step. Um, Brian Dumlin, I like a lot. Um, like you said, Matt Hunwick, I think he's a little underrated. And obviously up front, you got Crosby and Malk in the one-two punch. Um, Carl Haglin, who I think should has has to prove himself this season. He had a little bit of an off year last year. Um, the big man, Ryan Reeves. Um, and how do we not mention Jake Gensel? Jake Gensel's another one. <laughs> you know, 22, and he's, again, he had an excellent playoff. He scored almost every game. Um, so I expect a lot from him coming into this season. To me, they got better. Um, their goaltending, again, is a little shaky, but I think they got better. Trav? I think they stayed the same. But staying the same is a back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. So, you know, yeah, I think I think they I think they stayed the same. I think they're gonna, you know, again, you know, say what you will. They lost Nick Bonino. Say what you will. They lost Matt Cullen. You know, say what you will. They lost Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, you know, again, say what you will. They lost Chris Kunitz. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's a little bit of credence to what Rick Tockett brought behind the bench and what he will bring to. That new club, you know, his new team out in Arizona. So, uh, you know, again, I think I don't think the Penguins improved, but if you win two Stanley Cups back to back, and you could possibly win a third, I don't know how much improving you need to do anyway. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good point. Uh, now let's go on to the final team. Then we will get into our uh, predictions on the standings for the uh, year, bearing any injuries. Uh, let's get on to the Washington Capitals. Uh, so here's another interesting team. Um, I know Ovechkin's been fighting that, you know, that that hunger for wanting to just play in the Olympics. First off, he finally came out on the record and said, you know, a lot of players are disappointed, but you know, this is that. And then I like how he just said flat out, "This team doesn't suck." <laughs> he literally just said, like. My team doesn't suck. We're still going to play hockey. Uh, but they're another team that lost quite a bit of players. I, they brought in Devontae Smith-Pelly, uh, you know, who was over with the Devils. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, they still have Holpe. They still have Grubauer. Uh, but they're another team that, you know, they lost Justin Williams. And, and you know what? They Not even that, just the contracts that they've been signing people to, I think, are... A little absurd. Let's uh, talk about T.J. Oshie's contract. You know, they lost Marcus Johansson. So uh, they didn't really – who they bring in? Uh, uh, Devontae smith Pelly. The only notable acquisition in this offseason for the Caps was forward Devontae smith Pelly. Yeah, exactly. N- notable departures in alphabetical order. Because I know you guys are big on the alphabetical order. <laughs> Carl, Carl Alsner yep. took his show to Montreal. Mojo, Marcus Johansson in a salary dump, went to New Jersey. Defenseman Nate Schmidt went to Vegas, and I think that's going to be a big loss for them. 
D. Kevin Shattenkirk came to the New York Rangers and forward Justin Williams took his show back to Carolina. Yes, so they lost they lost critical pieces. They didn't do enough to replace them. They signed Kuznetsov to an eight-year deal. It's you know, sixty eight-year, sixty-two million dollar deal. They signed TJ Sochi to an eight-year, forty-six million dollar deal. So they got some cap relief, but it's just I I, 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 I don't know. They, I'll make this and, and your your defenseman, you, you know, again, Matt Niskanen, Brooks John Carlson, Brooks Orpik, Dmitry Orlov. Yeah, I'll, you know. I'll make this quick. They did not improve. They just they're no. They they don't even have enough people on their roster right now to fill their roster. Yeah, they're gonna um, be hoping for those youngsters to really youngsters step in. up. Yeah. Uh, so unless it's like a Pittsburgh situation, like. Uh, Travis said that they know the system and they're always ready to play once they step into the league. Or it's just going to be a Rangers rebuild on the fly type thing here. I, I will tell you this, um, you know, because I have young children, I am a fan of Hershey Park. And um, that's where the yeah, Washington Bears. Capitals farm team plays. And they're like the winningest AHL franchise in that league's history. So there is a solid pipeline. Um, I was out there last year. Um, for New Year's Eve, and it was pretty neat. They had a New Year's Eve afternoon game for the family, so they played the uh, the Flyers farm team. Um, so you know it was nice. They they, they have it. They have a, a a deep you know farm system, but um, you know again, their guys are going to have to step up. Um, looks like uh, what's that? Uh, Vrana, Jacob Vrana. Yep. Um, you know Lars Eller, Tom Wilson. You know who. You know, again, when he's not leaving his feet to lay guys out, is a pretty decent hockey player. Um, you All know, right. so again, I, I don't think they improved. They they definitely got worse. Bierkowski, yep. who's nets off. They're going to be looking. Yep. And Braden Holpe. We can't forget Braden Holpe in net. Yeah. Um, right. But again, this team can't even make it past the second round of the playoffs. So I no, I don't they, know. They're choke artists. I don't know what to expect from this team. Maybe they'll win the President's Trophy again and. Losing the first round this and, time. And I, I don't know. loved what Carl Alsner said. Loved what he said uh, after, you know, leaving Washington. So, hey, it's the truth. Why? <laughs> but, I mean, Montreal really. They're good, too. They lose well, the first Montreal's round. probably not making the playoffs, so. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys saw my tweet. No Radulov. Yeah. Yeah. No Markov. True. No All playoff. Right. All right. Uh, so I know, you, I, I know you're not to. I know you're high on. Um, Drew that kid? They got Drew Ann, but they're small. You okay. know, and again, Carey Price. If he goes down, first of all, only three teams from the Atlantic are are making are making. Well, we we completely yeah, yeah we said that last yeah. week. Yeah, and I don't. And and in my opinion, Montreal is not one of them. So, who are your three, real quick? Uh, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Ottawa. Okay, interesting. All right. Um, I actually I actually have Boston ahead of Montreal, if you can believe that. Really? Huh. Uh, all right. Um, so they 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 definitely got worse, in my opinion. Pedro, you said the same thing, Travis. Oh yeah, they got worse, and I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, they it. have they they have an incredibly fragile psyche. Um, you know they they have haven't made it past the second round. 
I've said it before on my own podcast. I've said it before on other podcasts that I've been on. And I will say it on your podcast. The Washington Capitals will never win a Stanley Cup with Alexander Ovechkin as their captain. I like it. That's just why. I'm curious. Well, first of all, I mean, he, you know, three years ago, I mean, he had over 500 shots on goal. This past season, I think he had about 300 and change. So he plays that crash, bang, physical style. But I also think teams have started to figure him out. Right. They know that that slap shot is coming from, you know, the corner. In the corner. You know, bang. Uh, you know, and again, then then you see him, you know, after after they're eliminated, you see him at a wedding. He's got a beer belly at the wedding with no shirt on. I mean, whatever. And and I, I find the time I find the timing of that, you know, press release about the Olympics very interesting because he was ringing the bell. I'm going. I'm playing for Mother Russia. Yeah. Da, 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 you know. So again. And I think, you know, we signed Kuznetsov to a big deal. We signed Oshi to a big deal. You know, they're painting themselves into a corner at some point. Um, you know, they've been such postseason busts. You have to wonder if and when we're going to see a breaking point with the core of this team. Absolutely. Completely. I mean, you know, these long-term I, deals are just going to come back and bite them one day. The TJ Oshi deal in itself is going to come back and bite them. And that's just that's just my opinion. Um, but let's move on to our, you know, our standings previews and what teams are going to make the playoffs. Um, you want me to start off? Pedro, you want to start off? Yeah, I can start off. All right, Pedro, what do you got? Um, what is, oh, first to seven. Yep, first to se- uh, first to eight. First to, there's eight? Yes. Am I missing a team? Yes, you are. Oh, man, I'm missing a team. Here. Yeah, there's eight All teams. All right, you go first then. All right, <laughs> um, so I'm going to start off. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Pittsburgh Penguins will come in first again. Um, Then I'm going to go with the New York Rangers. I truly think that defense and I think Henrik Lundqvist bouncing back, I think they can have a tremendous year. Uh, Then I'm going to go with the Blue Jackets. Then I'm going to go Capitals. Then the Hurricanes. Then the Islanders. Devils. Flyers. Wow. Yes. So the top four teams to make, yeah. 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 What do you got? Um, I got Pittsburgh at one. I got Columbus at two. I got the Rangers finishing third. The Cavs will be fourth. Carolina's fifth. The Islanders sixth. Uh, uh, Philadelphia seventh. And I got the Devils in the basement. Huh. Travis? Uh, my list is very similar to Pedro's. Pittsburgh one, Columbus two, Rangers three, um, Washington four, Carolina five, Philadelphia six, Islanders seven, Devils eight. Okay. All right. RIP to that old um, Atlantic division. Don't you wish we still had just the Atlantic? Hey, do you do you want to hear my Atlantic division? I do actually. Yeah. Yes. All right, Tampa Bay first, Toronto second, Ottawa third, Boston fourth, Montreal fifth, Buffalo sixth, Florida seventh, Detroit eighth. Wow, you really got the Panthers in the basement, huh? Basement. Because, wow. again, it goes back to goaltending. True. Lamberto Luongo is not getting any hunger. Look, they're a young team, and don't get me wrong, they're going to score goals, but how many goals are they going to let in? You think, you think Robin – 
Leonard will outlast, you know, I mean. Oh, it's all about Chad Ojosingo. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Chad Ojosingo. No, I, I, you know, again, um, I have Montreal slightly ahead of Buffalo, but that's simply because of the carry price factor. Um, I, I spent uh, a weekend in Buffalo covering the New York State um, Hockey High School Championships, and that is a fun town. If you guys haven't had, had a chance to get up to Buffalo, I highly recommend it. They love hockey, whether it's high school, college, or the NHL. They love their Sabres. Um, um, I know that the GM that brought Len, uh, uh, Robin Leonard in had a relationship with him. Maybe there was something there that uh, I think that the GM is good. I think it was Tim Murray. I think he's gone now. But, you know, who knows? But, uh, again, that, that that's my my ranking. I have Florida down in the basement. I just think that, uh, you know, again, they're, co- they're coming in with a, with a rookie coach too. Um, so let's see. Maybe I'm wrong. So, so but only three – but only three teams from the Atlantic are making it in anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, doesn't, okay. you know, 100%. doesn't matter where you finish. You're not I don't I don't think Florida's making the playoffs. I yeah, I agree. I don't think Florida was gonna make it anyway. Uh, my top three were different. Um, I had Tampa, Toronto, then Montreal. Hmm. Um, Montreal over Montreal over Ottawa, huh? Yes. Hmm. I, I you know, it's you know, I, I Ottawa's just a team where I don't know what to expect from them. I mean, will Bobby Ryan do what he did in the playoffs? Can he do that during the regular season? Um, I don't know how Craig Anderson's going to play or Mike Condon. Um, Dion Phaneuf and what happens during the offseason. Yeah, how he's he didn't put his no-trade clause to go to Vegas. Um, Eric Carlson is injured. Eric Carlson is injured during the, uh, during the season. So... Yeah, he, that's a good point. He is nursing an injury right now. They can't afford for him to struggle. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think early in the season, I think points are important. Um, so I, I, you know, I think that's why I give Montreal the edge here. Um, can, I, can I ask you, though, who's going to score for Montreal other than Drouin? Well, I think they're expecting well, big things I, from I, Bobby Ryan. I expect. I expect. Alex no, for Mar- who's going to score for? So, sorry, who's going to score for Montreal? I, I do expect, them first. I expect Alex Galchenyuk to step up because he had an awful season last year. Mm-hmm. So I expect him to step up. Um, okay, so so maybe, so maybe him Drew- and Druin can have some chemistry there. Um, yeah, assuming they play on the same line. Right. Um, Max Pacioretty again, a New York native who didn't play he'd, well. He'd look. He'd look good on Broadway, boys. Eh? He oh, would. Yeah. Oh man, imagine that. Everyone come for the homecoming. Everyone wants a homecoming. <laughs> um, Shea Weber, again, a rocket from the point. Um, yeah, he's old. He is old, and his contract his is His contract is crazy. The Canadians lost that, uh, that trade. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Did you, guys saw, you guys saw the picture I tweeted you of the little Montreal Canadiens truck going off. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so all right, so again, getting back to Montreal, and I know we're kind of going into overtime here, but that's fine because I'm all jacked up. Um, all right, so Pacioretty, Drew Han, Galchenyuk. Uh, who else? I'm just playing devil's advocate. That's I I, I like it. Um, you know, maybe the, it's 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 hard, but I, we talked about this with Linda Cohn when we had our our, our interview with her. Yeah, hey, stick taps out to you guys, by the way, for getting Linda Cohn on. I mean, that 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 puts you guys on the map as far as I'm concerned. 
appreciate that. Appreciate we're that. Uh, we're you. working on someone from the NHL network right now. Uh, we got to keep that under wraps though until you of know course. that's that's official. Can I can I can I just go can I just go over this Montreal lineup here? Please. You know, projected first first line: Pacioretty, Drewhan, Gallagher. Correct. Second line: Lekkinen, Deno, Galchenyuk. There's already a big drop off right there. Third line: Byron, Plakenitz, Shaw. Fourth line: Martinson, Mitchell, Hemsky. Your D pairings, Alsner, Weber, Petrie, Jordy Ben, let's say Davidson and Schlemko. Yeah. Can, and you, then, know, you know, I, 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 was, I was with you. And, you know, even Linda, Linda, Linda and Pedro, there's that carry price factor. Carry right. price, carry price. Uh, you know, I, I, I agreed with her. Like, I don't understand the love fest for Carey Price. I mean, this guy did not win a cup. Um, I, I don't get why he's the best in the league. I mean, I, I, I just don't get it. Um, but he's one hell of a goaltender, and it, it's hard to compete with that. I mean, again, I look a lot at goaltending. Um, now going back to Ottawa. Yeah, let's talk know, about them for a minute. Craig Anderson, I you know – not getting any younger and you know what's going on with his wife, but I think he stepped right. up in the playoffs. Absolutely. I think he was tremendous in the playoffs, especially against the Rangers. Right. She's in remission. Um, right. So, yeah. She is, she is in remission. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and don't sleep on Mike Condon. I mean, I happen to see Mike Condon play a couple of times for the Princeton, uh, Princeton Tigers. He's a, he's a decent, he's a decent goalie, and, but, uh, you know, looking at their lineup compared to Montreal, your top line, Hoffman, tourist stone, your second line, Zingle, Broussard, Ryan. Third line, Zach Smith and John Gabriel Pajot. Maybe Alexander Burroughs. I hate Pajot. I like that third line. Um, unfortunately, I'm sure you saw that Clark MacArthur failed his yeah, uh, physical, so he's yeah. he's probably done. Yeah, and you know, um, that, that, that was something that raised my eyebrow because how? How did he play, you know? What was it? Sixteen plus minutes through twenty-four playoff games, plus and some. and two other players that failed the physicals for Toronto was Nathan Horton and Joffrey Lupo. Joffrey Lupo. Those two were expected. Um, I, I don't think they were yeah, expecting to, to pass with Clark McCarthy. Maca- Clark McCarthy. How, how do you you play so many minutes? Well, in this, this is a guy who had concussion problems, and something probably occurred during the off season that. You know, didn't hit him right, and uh, you know it's it's unfortunate. Um, you know, he scored that game-winning goal against Boston in the first yep. round of the playoffs to send Boston back to Boston. Uh-huh. So got send Boston back to Boston. But uh, you know, I, did he did he park his car in the habit yeah. <laughs> Um No, I I think you raised good points about Ottawa, but for some reason I don't know why. I mean, I like uh, Claude Julien's system, and I, you know. He's finally have a full year with Montreal, and I, to me personally, I think Montreal right now won the Duran trade, but I think that's going to come back and bite them because I think, um, um, again, I'm drawing a blank because it's like two a.m. The defense, but uh, yeah, um, I got you. I don't remember his name. Oh my god, I'm Montreal. No, no, uh, who they, who Montreal sent to. Uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, oh that that prospect. Yeah. That yeah. Russian the Russian kid. Yep. 
I, I can't remember. A highly name. touted Russian prospect. Yeah. Just um, leave it at that. Whatever. Highly touted I, Russian prospect. Hey, you know what? I'll go. Let's go back and listen to episode 16. Yeah, right? We'll get our answer. <laughs> yeah, it is getting it is getting late in the day. I, all right. Well, I'll leave it at this. I'll give the edge defensively and in net to Montreal. But I like I like what Ottawa's doing up front more than what Montreal has. And, you know, again, my I affectionately refer to Montreal as the Montreal Complainians because they complain all the time. Um, they work the refs. Uh, I don't really like Claude Julien. Uh, but that's just me personally. So, but listen, we agree to disagree. That's what sports yeah. talk is all about. Uh, it was Sergachev, by the way, Mikhail Sergachev. Ah, Sergachev. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just, it's tough. Um, you know, maybe it could be you know four and four teams, but it's hard because I, I that's do a pot. That's a possibility yeah, too. I do. That's I do expect a lot from. Carolina, that's why I'm picking five in the Metro, because mm-hmm. I do expect a lot from Carolina, and I expect Carolina to make the playoffs. If not, then it could certainly well be, you know. Um, it could be the Rangers, Columbus, Pittsburgh, and Washington. And then from the Atlantic, it could be um, Tampa, um, Toronto, Montreal, and, um, you know, Ottawa. So, Or Boston. Be, uh, I Like, again, Boston, I have Boston. Right? I actually have – do you have – See, I, I have Boston finishing higher than Montreal, but maybe that's just my displeasure for Montreal coming out. Yeah, I, I had Tampa, Toronto, Montreal. Actually, no, I had Tampa, Montreal, then Toronto. Um, and then I had Ottawa, Boston. I also had Florida in the basement. And then I had the Sabres as well. Um but yeah, I it could be four and four, but I think the Metro's gonna end up with five teams. And guess what, guys? This can all change barring injuries. So who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen throughout the season? Um, but hey, uh, Travis, it was a blast having you on the show. Um, whenever you want to come back on, you let us know, and you will be on. Uh, once again, Travis is the host of the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast. I know. Pedro and I actually both started listening to it, and, you know, I never really went to, you know, these, you know, just these high school hockey games, these college hockey games. Uh, the, actually, the only time I, you know, where I'm from, my, my high school team is split up in between two high schools. It's Connecticut and Savo. Uh, and the one time I went, was because my cousin's now husband played for Sable Connecticut and we went down, you know, and it, it it's how much you know about, you know, these kids growing up is absurd. And I know Pedro <laughs> I know Pedro has, you know, grown to, you know, really getting involved in like scouting all these, you know, these kids. And we had, you know, one of our guys on Josh Califin, who's huge into, you know, overseas prospects. But I feel like you're kind of like the, the inside source to these kids coming up. So, um, Hey, it was a blast having you on. And I, uh, I appreciate it. I, I, you know, I, I enjoy it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in education as my profession, certainly the podcast as a hobby, but what really hit home for me recently was I, I started getting um, text messages and direct messages 
from some of the kids that I interviewed this past season, and they were showing me uh, this one kid, Petey Giannatiempo. He's a goaltender for St. Thomas Aquinas College. He sent me a picture of his pads. He sent me a picture of his goalie mask. Another kid I had on the show sent me a picture of his his helmet and his gloves from the college. So they're showing me their college gear. Yeah. They're keeping me they're keeping me up to date with what they're doing. You know, because again, you know, be you know, there is a life beyond high school, and you know, you know, sports are certainly a tremendous outlet for our young people. Um, you know, but again, so it's nice to see that uh, you know that they're continuing to uh, to play a sport that they love. So, and I, I really appreciate you guys having me on the high school season doesn't kick in full gear until right after Thanksgiving, the college college season starts at uh, the end of September. As a matter of fact, they're in their preseason right now. A couple of the teams up by me are are out in Pennsylvania at a tournament. Um, But yeah, but I love it. As I said at the beginning, us podcast guys have to stay together. Uh, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, Again, I I just, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that you had Linda Cohn on. Um, you know, cause I think that that's huge. Um, I actually wrote in an elevator with Linda Cohn at, um, MSG when, um, the same game that, um, Zibanejad broke his leg. There so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So she heard, she is synonymous with, uh, Ranger Peaks and hockey. <laughs> yeah, so she is synonymous with Ranger hockey. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the fact that you guys had her on definitely means that you guys are on the map and in my opinion and, uh, and, and keep up the good work. Yeah. So, uh, Travis, once again, uh, go follow him at uh, T-R-A-V-J-A-X-71. Uh, go listen to his podcast, the Hudson Valley Hockey Podcast. Go, you know, both of our podcasts. Go download on Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Uh, Travis, it's been a pleasure. It's been a blast, guys. Hey, let me ask you, Justin, what are we at as far as the time? Um, do, you, do you really want to know? Yeah. Uh, we are just about to hit the two-hour mark. Uh, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. And, so. uh, you know, like Justin said, we really appreciate this. And, uh, again, kudos to you because I, I love your podcast. I listen to it a lot now and, uh, I've really gotten into high school hockey and, um, even college. Um, you know, I've been, I'm trying to go to one of my college's, uh, games, even though they're trash, but, uh, you know, I'll still <laughs> watch them play. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I, I want to check out a Hofstra game. Um, yeah, I actually started following them on Twitter. Actually, um, Hofstra is one of those teams that I mentioned that's out at a tournament in um, Pennsylvania. Hofstra's out there, Fordham's out there, um, and you guys have some some good uh, high school hockey teams out there on the island. Interesting, yeah. Interestingly enough, they wind up playing teams up here in my neck of the woods in Orange County. They play them uh, in March like the first or second weekend in March. Um, so, you know, who knows, maybe you guys will wind up coming up here for something or I might wind up coming out there, but uh, definitely was a blast. I love talking pucks. There's a sign in my uh, bedroom, which reads, we interrupt this marriage to bring you hockey season. <laughs> you know, hockey is, you know, to me, the greatest sport on the planet. We could probably do a whole show as to, you know, how poorly the NHL and the league in general market the sport, but oh, that's yes. a topic for another. That's a topic for another day. Yeah, let's book uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> kudos to the two of you. Stick taps out to the two of you, and I can't wait to hear this episode in its entirety. Um, two hour long, baby. Ready. <laughs> Get All ready. Right. It's a it's a sequel. It's nice. <laughs>
It's going to be two hours long after, you know, hey, it, it's good to have one of these episodes. Our episodes have been running 40 minutes because, you know, it's it's the, I'm going to say it again, dog days of the summer. Um, yeah. And, you know, hey, training camp is finally getting underway. We're getting there. And first just, first preseason games Monday against the uh, Fish Sticks. I mean the Islanders. Sorry. <laughs> can't Sorry. wait. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, looking forward to it, Pedro. Like, like Justin said, whenever you want to come on, just – Honestly, just tell us. We'll have you on. I, I don't even care. Just yep. it's, it's just such a blast talking, and it's it's just a good time. And, you know, we never had an episode this long, and it's just it's a good time. You know, even though we're all Ranger fans, we still can all talk hockey, and I like to think that we know what we're talking about. Yep. And, you know, just give our opinions on what's going on, and whatever you want, just shoot us a DM on Twitter or whatever, and just come on. I, it's awesome to have you on. Travis, real quick question before we yes. uh, let you go. Sure. Last episode, we uh, threw it out to our listeners. We're going to do a fantasy hockey league. Are yes. you in? Oh, I was afraid you guys were going to ask me this. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I'm going to have to pass simply because in addition to being a podcaster and a full-time sure. school counselor at a middle school, I'm also a husband. I'm also a father. And time is the one commodity that I certainly don't have enough of, especially once the high school season starts. I mean, during the playoffs, in a a week's span, I was at like seven or eight playoff games like every night. So I'm going to have to pass because when I do something, I want to do it to the maximum. And I don't want to have to compromise me being in your league you know, to do my show or a compromise my, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to pass, but you know, certainly let's uh, spread the word. I'll be happy to, you know, promote your show and promote your fantasy league. Um, I love what you guys are doing. Um, and I definitely would, would love to come back on at some point. Um, you know, and, uh, again, not just talk Rangers, but talk the NHL in general. And whenever you're free, let us know. Um, obviously, like you said, you're, you're a busy man, so we totally respect that. And um, you know, whenever you want to come on, just shoot us, shoot us a DM. Yeah, here you are at two twenty in the morning talking some hockey with there us. I know the rest of the. I'm sitting in the kitchen. The rest of the family is fast asleep. <laughs> I'm probably not going to be able to sleep now. I'm too jacked up. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hear you. All jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> but uh, hey, Travis, it was a blast. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. My pleasure, guys. Take care. Thanks again for having me on. You Let's too. go, Rain. Let's, Let's go, go Rangers. Rangers. Let's go you Rangers. got it. See you. Take it easy. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Drop the Puck Podcast with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. On Facebook and Twitter at Drop the Puck Pod. We'll catch you next time, NHL fans, on the Drop the Puck Podcast.